Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Hello there, Broncos country, and it is once again time for another episode of Building the Broncos. I am your host, Carl Dummler, and with me as always, I have my co-host and good friend, Mr. Nick Kendall. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty darn well. A full week ahead, you know, recording this on Monday, so the workday is over and here talking football with you, so that's always a good way to end a Monday and, uh, you know, just enjoying life. I'm not excited for this week. It's going to be like 10 billion degrees here. And I know we had the polar vortex here. I think the heat index is projected to be 161 degrees difference than when the polar vortex was here uh, this winter. So life in the Midwest, man. But other than that, doing pretty good and uh, have a gig this weekend. So that'll be fun. Nice, nice. No, I'm with you. We're supposed to have our fair this week. Mm. And it's supposed to be pretty much, I think, 100 degrees every day of the fair. So, yay, get to stand outside and sweat to death. I'm excited. I would literally just need to go like naked or something because <laughs> I'd be sweating so much. Like I'm not built for a post-apocalyptic world because I would die of dehydration within like an hour. <laughs> well, if those area 51 people get crazy. Oh, true. You might have that post-apocalyptic thing going on. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens with that. You're not one of the, the 1 million people that have signed up. Are you? I have not signed up yet. No, I'm more of a uh, curious bystander at this point. Yeah. I, I think I'll be the 1 million that stand outside the fence and watch what happens. Yeah. I'm more of the, uh, I don't want to call myself a mastermind, but you know, I typically high school, middle school, college, even I'd be the, uh, the pad piper, you know, like, Oh, you should maybe think about doing this and then watches the chaos unfolds. <laughs> so, uh, see, I was the guy that did the chaos. Yeah. Oh, you were into it. <laughs> I, I was the chaos guy. So <laughs> thank you to your, your kind, but, uh, no, no I'm the, uh, the Mac, so to speak in the, it's always sunny picture. Okay. Okay. Do you watch well, it's always yeah. sunny? I I've watched a few episodes. I haven't like, I'm not a huge fan or anything like that. I, I've just, it's kind of hard. You got to pick, shows because you just have so much time in the day yeah and, and you have uh, a kid which limits your uh tv consumption right uh, choices right <laughs> when your kid likes to sit on your lap you got to be careful what you watch yeah yeah no i'm not there yet luckily i get to consume all the adult entertainment i want and by that i don't mean anything inappropriate <laughs> so let's not go there <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter fans yeah, i know as soon as i started i was like ah oh. A lot of HBO. I'm not into that uh, Cinemax. That's a little too too vulgar for me. Although Game <laughs> of Thrones is a, definitely has its fair share of uh, skin. But uh, don't have to worry about that right now. I can pick whatever stupid stuff I want. Right now, I've been binging uh, King of the Hill. Oh, man. Which is, uh, man, I that show is hilarious. I'm, I'm going with Scrubs right now. Okay. That's a good one. It's, yeah. You watch some shows I haven't really ever got into. Scrubs is one. God, there's another Monk. Is that something like your favorite? Was your favorite show Monk? No, Psych. Psych. That's what it is. Okay. Yep. I knew it was something like that. So, yep. You were close. Hadn't Same seen that channel, one. different show. Okay. 
But thankfully, we also have football returning this week. Broncos are reporting the the coaches report today, Monday. Players report on Wednesday and practice starts on Thursday. So very, very exciting, which also means you need to be following us on Twitter because we're going to be giving you updates and any kind of information that we get. So you can find me on Twitter at Carl Dumbler MHH and of course Nick at Nick Kindle MHH. And you can follow the podcast Twitter account at BTB Football Pod. And make sure you subscribe to our show and leave us a rating as we value your input. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and even that of YouTube. Also, make sure you head on over to Mile High Huddle, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports and the CBS Sports Digital to find ours and our co-writers' articles and all things pertaining to your Denver Broncos. And also, if you enjoy our show, make sure you head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating where Building the Broncos along with Huddle Up are found under the Huddle Up podcast. This podcast is powered by Overtime Media. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hoopin' with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hoopin' with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Nick, Madden 20 has pretty much released almost all of their rankings now. And it's, uh, I guess, a little bit disappointing seeing some of the, I mean, it's understandable for some of the things with the Broncos. They weren't a great team last year, so you can't expect them to have a whole lot of great high-ranking players. But you look at some of it, and, and, and there's definitely some disappointment. But we're going to start with, they, they had four players that made the 99 club. And, and those players are Bobby Wagner, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, DeAndre Hopkins. Let's start with who, who's your most deserving of that and who's oh, the least. I'm, I know who's the most. I mean, I think we're going to agree on this. Aaron Donald, right? Absolutely. Best player in football when you're not accounting for positional value. Right. He's just he's a he's a freak. And he's we were talking about it or you know, talking about it recently. I think maybe it was Sayer and I actually when you were off but uh, we were talking about, you know, just the dominating stretch that he's had and how good he's been. And he's really taken that mantle that J.J. Watt set up as far as that just ridiculous 
player for the position that he plays. I mean, you see edge rushers get more statistical output than the interior guys typically, and J.J. Watt's a little bit of a hybrid there, inside-outside. But what Aaron Donald's doing on the inside, on the interior, is, I don't want to say unprecedented, but it's like handing off the torch from Watt to, to Donald, and it's just been absolutely incredible to watch. And, man, he is he's unbelievable. I think, honestly, if I was making that game, I'd give him that tier 100, or that uh, <laughs> level 100. I know they don't have that in the game, but I remember a few years ago, God, this would have been a decade ago, and they gave Devin Hester 100 speed. Yep. And you couldn't even edit players to get to 100 speed, but he just had it. And if yep. he messed with it at all, he'd go to 99. I found that out just messing around with it. <laughs> but uh, that, t- that level 100, I think if any player deserves it, it's Donald. I mean, as good as Mack and Hopkins and Wagner and these guys are, Don- I think Donald probably deserves his own tier. He does. He really does. I mean, I, I don't want to say this completely quite yet, but he's probably the most dominating interior player I've seen in, in my lifetime. There's a couple yeah. other guys that that maybe could have a, a really good argument, but when you're talking about especially his ability to get after a quarterback, exactly. he, he's a true defensive tackle. Like you said, with, with J.J. Watt, he was a little bit more of that hybrid defensive end, defensive tackle, so they, they moved him all around. Donald's always on the inside. Yeah. And for him to dominate like he is is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, 99 the, strength. Best in Madden, 99 power moves, best in Madden, 98 pursuit, best in Madden, 97 block shedding, second best in Madden, 96 finesse moves, best in Madden. Dude's just, I mean, he's a god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 280 pounds. I mean, just pure strength. I don't know if you've seen a picture of him lately, but he's he's not human. I mean, uh, yeah. 6'1", 280, but like, I can't believe, and the way he moves, it's it's unbelievable. I, I agree. I'm I'm blown away by what this guy is. And, and I remember the draft when he was coming out and everybody kept talking about his size and just going, I don't think he can hold up on the inside. And I'm like, have you watched this guy? <laughs> I always enjoy people talking about the senior bowl and they reminisce and everybody in the one-on-one drills is compared to Donald because Donald apparently was absolutely unbelievable in the senior bowl against people. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a little bit before I was, I mean, I love the draft then still, but I was not, you know, watching the senior bowl practices. Like I'm a psychopath now. So I can't, that's hearsay, but man, what what a just just an alien. Speak I think if you go to Area 51, if they break in there, you're gonna find a bunch of Aaron Donalds. It's probably where he came from. <laughs> it's our only hope for humanity if all the aliens break out. Yeah. Aaron Donald's scaring the crap out of him. I would sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but so then other side of that, who's the most undeserving in your opinion? Well, I don't want to say undeserving is the wrong word, but that that's the wrong word. But out of these guys who I think is the least dominant to get a 99 radio dominant right now, like career body of work. I would give he's, he's on, on his path to the hall of fame, but I think probably Bobby Wagner is the guy. And I'm glad he's finally getting his due because you see a years of Luke Keekley being 99 and Bobby Wagner being like a 96 or something. And those guys are neck and neck for me. I, I you can't go wrong with either of them, but I, I don't think that Wagner out of these guys is the one I would rate as highly, but I mean, looking at his Madden rankings, you're kind of seeing guys being rated for not just what they are right now, but for their complete bodies of work. So like these younger guys not rated super high. And then you got a guy like Richard Sherman rated one of the highest cornerbacks, even though he's not even, I don't even think he's top 15 anymore in the league. I I agree. He's lost his, his step. Yeah. I mean, George Kittle's rated below Delaney Walker, who was apparently considering retirement soft season. We can't stay healthy. I just, I don't get it. A lot of gripes there with that. Right. But uh, out of these guys, I'd say Bobby Wagner is probably the the least deserving. And I don't mean that to take away from him at all because he is 
phenomenal and one of the most underrated defensive players in the last 10 years. I mean, everybody talk about the pass rushers, Michael Bennett, Bruce Irvin, those guys that they had there, obviously the Legion of Boom, but Bobby Wagner has been the, I would say, actually the true staple of that defense. It's going to be interesting to see what they do without Earl Thomas there, but Wagner's just an absolute tank. And I think he hasn't missed a tackle in three years or something to go with his amazing coverage ability. So least deserving is a, is a stretch. He's great, but out of the guys here, you know, Mac, I think he definitely deserves a 99. DeAndre Hopkins, if I'm going through the weapons right now, probably Hopkins would be the guy that would go 99 overall. I'd say it'd be Wagner probably. Yeah. I, I, I'm i just glad to see you, you hit, it on the, hit the nail on the head. Some guys that have been underrated finally getting some recognition because I felt that way with Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said on this show a few times that I thought he was easily deserving of being in that top five discussion for for wide receivers, even if he wasn't putting up big stats because he had just some terrible quarterback play that was holding him back. And and so now he finally gets a quarterback and boom, this guy's producing as top three numbers in pretty much every wide receiver statistical category that there is. Yeah, the thing with Hopkins that's weird and hard for me is that he's just a different mold than the other guys. You know, like he does, he doesn't have the incredible speed and separation ability and, you know, or the combination of that, like you see with the Julio Jones or the quickness of an Odell Beckham or an Antonio Brown, but his body control and hands, he's one of those true guys where if he's covered, he's open. It doesn't right. matter. And there, I mean, there's some wide receivers in that mold in the league for sure, but nobody does it like Hopkins. Right. So I'm fine with him being a 99. I don't really have an issue with it. And when we saw the outlines, I, you could see the big hair on that last guy. I'm like, well, it's got to be Hopkins. So here we are. And I'm glad your guys finally, finally getting that credit he deserves. <laughs> now we'll see if Watson can stay healthy uh, behind that horrif- horrific Texans offensive line. And also if Will Fuller can stay healthy opposite him, because I think that would open up a lot for Hopkins too. Right. And that's the other thing is, yeah, he's just not had a whole lot of talent around him. So teams have been able to double team him and he's still making plays. So I, like I said, I'm excited that he's getting his recognition. Like I said, Bobby Wagner as well, definitely deserves his recognition for me. Sometimes I feel like Khalil Mack always gets hyped more than he deserves. Not that he's not a great player, but they put him in almost that Aaron Donald discussion and, and it irritates me a little bit. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more, especially when we get into talking about Von Miller's, um, score and everything else. But, but no, I mean, really all four of these guys probably in the, the, I mean, it'd be hard to argue that they're not in the top 10 players in the league right now. So very, very deserving, had great years last year and looking like they're going to have some pretty darn good years this year too. Yeah, no, I can't disagree at all. I think these guys definitely deserve it. And this is the preliminary ratings you know, so these will change a little bit. I think they could only have four to start off, and they made it a whole big event. I mean, we've spent one episode now this one talking about it, so it is getting us chatting about it. So I guess that's the that's the point of it. But <laughs> I I can't really complain too much about it. I know a lot of people are going to be upset about some guys missing or Khalil Mack being there instead of Von Miller. I just feel like they kind of it's a publicity thing too. You know, right. Mack right now is the hotter name, better defense, obviously a better team than the Broncos recently i mean you can't even argue that the bears were much better than the broncos the past couple of years and uh khalil mack you know cherry on top of that defense so i have no issue with him getting his his due but it, it does there's a little bit of salt in the wound with von not getting it well especially I, I think they said this is his lowest rating since 2015 hey what happened the last time he was rated this low then 
that's true. Broncos went out and had a historic defense. So Super Bowl MVP. Uh, hey, I know, I know. I guess, hey, if that's what it takes, yeah. I'll take it. But I, I just look at, especially this last year for Vaughn, and I, I guess let's leave that conversation. Sorry, I don't want to get too ahead of myself on on what we're going to talk about here, and, and let's just stick with these guys here. But uh, no, I I, I think I, I liked that they they didn't really put a quarterback in this group. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I mean, quarterbacks always get all the attention, and and I just didn't think. I mean, the MVP of the of the league, Mahomes, was maybe the one quarterback that deserved it. But like you said, with Madden, they like to have a bigger body of work before they're willing to give a guy that high of a score. Yeah, it seems like for everybody but Mahomes. <laughs> because you got like Bradley Chubb at an 80 and Derwin James at an 86. And Patrick Mahomes, only one season of work, 97. I guess he is coming off at an incredible season and MVP and the third quarterback ever to throw 50-plus touchdowns in a regular season. But that's the one That's the one that little chafes me just a little bit because they didn't apply their own rules to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess I'm MVP bitter. gets I'm the bitter. exception to the rule, but but even there, like I said, I'm just glad they didn't make him a 99 after one good season. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league for many years to come. As terrible as that says, as uh, when when we're talking about the Broncos and what the Chiefs are going to have for the next possibly 15, 20 years, but I'm just glad because I didn't think Tom Brady had. I mean, he had a great season, but it wasn't like elite, top tier kind of season. Same with Breeze, same with all those guys, Rodgers. So I, I'm glad that some of these other guys are the ones getting the 99s other than the quarterbacks since they get enough attention during the actual season. Yeah. Nope, you are you are correct. And it's crazy to see. I think Tom Brady is the second highest rated quarterback, and typically he actually hasn't been rated as high because the stuff that you get the high ratings for, whether it be arm talent as far as velocity goes or athleticism, he does not have. I mean, don't get me wrong, his arm is fine but they don't typically rate him super high because the athleticism and everything considering right. he might be the goat, you know, like, <laughs> come on, Peyton Manning. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we're actually going to continue to talk about the Madden roster release here, but we're going to take another break and we're going to be back actually to talk a little bit more specifically about the Denver Broncos. We'll be right back. This is the overtime podcast network. <laughs> Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Alrighty, and we are back on the Building the Broncos podcast. I am Nick along with Carl talking about the unveiling of the 99s in Madden along with the, the rest of the roster just being released today. And I guess I'll play host for this one, Carl. The big thing, the no 99s, a lot of people are upset. No Von Miller, despite having one of his better statistical seasons in quite some time, despite the lack of, I mean, let's be honest, offensive talent and back seven talent this past year. He still produced at a very high clip. Yeah, I mean... We're talking going against a guy like Khalil Mack this last year, one of the guys that got the 99. Vaughn had more sacks. He had 14.5 to 12.5 for, for Mack. He had more tackles, 48 to 47. More tackles for loss, 14 to 10. More quarterback hits, 26 to 18. 
I mean, when you're looking at the the stats that really define that outside rusher, Vaughn beats Mac. Now, I mean, and really one could say, well, then Mac didn't have as much talent because he didn't have a Bradley Chubb on the other side. We, we talked about it last episode, wasn't it? With what yes. the Bears had and what they were bringing to the table in that defensive line. He had a more overall defensive line. Yes, he Absolutely. didn't have a Bradley Chubb, but he had some other guys, Akeem Hicks. Um, Eddie Goldman. Right, Eddie Goldman. Some of those guys on the interior that made life much easier for him, too. To go with a much in, better back seven. Right, exactly. I mean, and then an offense that could actually score. There's a lot of things that were going in Max favor, favor, but yet Vaughn statistically had the better season. Yeah. And and so for me, I'm not trying to say that that – I'm not trying to get into the big argument of Mac versus Vaughn, who's better, who's worse. I do think Vaughn's better. But really, if we're going off of this last year, especially, Vaughn had the better year. And and so it is a little frustrating to see Mac get it and Vaughn not. I'm not saying that Mac isn't deserving. It's just that Vaughn's deserving too. Yeah. No, you are you're correct. I mean, it's it's a which type of ice cream do you like? You know, it's all good. Back a little bit more powerful, younger, and played on a better defense. So you're going to see him be up there. And Von Miller, I mean, he was just on the cover. Madden recently, they used him a lot in the ads. He's still great, but the team has been down. And with that comes the perception that, you know, Von must not be playing as well. So I have no issue with him being 97, especially looking at the the ratings. You know, there's a huge <laughs> gap. They really tried to make it obvious with the uh, the differences in talent with a lot of these guys. You know, the 90 is whatever, then there's a huge drop-off. So I don't have such an issue with it, but I do think that he's being slighted a little bit, especially considering, I mean, his awareness is 99 overall. That means to me that he's lacking in some physical metrics when it comes to the the, me- the measurements or the attributes on Madden. I mean, Vaughn is one of the freakiest athletes at the position in the game, and he's a good, solid run defender too, so I, I don't know where they're, where they're really pulling away from him. You know, right. like, wh- what are you discounting him for like I, I i don't get that but 97 overall still only elite player and if you have an issue with it really you know boost him up in madden who cares you can change the attributes <laughs> <laughs> that give him 100 speed true. <laughs> well then uh the only other 90 on the broncos chris harris jr yeah gave him a 90 and I, that seems fair it, it does really when you look at where he's ranked among the cornerbacks I, I thought they did very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's – I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why that – what's this uh, – Richard Sherman is so high. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's good. He's, he's, he's a big name, but he is not the player he used to be. And then you got guys like Darius Slay who has not even listed I, – I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really understand their – their methodology, and I know it's just a video game, but damn it, we want transparency. <laughs> what is going into this? I, I don't get it. And I, you know, Jalen Ramsey, the highest-rated overall cornerback, fine. Stephon Gilmore, the best cornerback last season, as far as I'm concerned. But then you got Richard Sherman at 93. <laughs> Terrible. Patrick Peterson is going to miss the first six games in 92. Uh, Byron Jones, that's actually one of my guys. I'm actually pretty happy to see him there at a 91 athletic freak. Then Chris Harris Jr., the the six highest rated cornerback. So I don't, I don't have an issue with that at all. Although I do, I do take 
issue with Richard Sherman being so high. And, you know, I, I really like Richard Sherman, the the person. I think he's a really intelligent, well-spoken, interesting person. But the football play has dropped off dramatically. So, I, I don't know. It's a lot of, again, it's a lot of bigger names and guys who are potentially on the, the downward slope of their career. I mean, Chris Harris Jr. is one of them. I hate to say that, but, I mean, there's a reason the Broncos had that whole issue with the contract. Patrick Peterson, uh, Richard Sherman, I, I don't know. It's weird. But then you got freaking – how is Denzel Ward 88 overall, but Bradley Chubb's an 80? I don't know. I mean, it, like you said, there's just – there's no flow to how they did this because you got a guy like uh, uh, some of the running backs uh, – oh, my goodness, some space. Saquon Barkley, they bumped him up to a 91 this year. Yeah. After, I mean, he had a great rookie year. Don't get me wrong, and I think he's deserving of of having a grade like that. But it seems like there's some rookies that you held back because you want to see more to make sure that they're actually going to continue to play at that kind of level, and then others that you just said, "Up, oh, yep, they're going to be that player." So we're just going to go ahead and bump them up. So it, it just it doesn't make sense on some things, yeah. and like you said, some of their player rankings they they gave some veterans a huge bump that you're kind of going, eh, <laughs> they're not that player anymore. So I, I don't know. They, like I said, it just, it's hard to figure out what they're trying to do here on some things, yeah. but overall, I mean, they, they usually get things pretty close, but there's always going to be those few that you're just shaking your head going, what in the world are you thinking here? Yeah. And I'm, uh, I guess moving on here, it is a little bit disappointing. It's not surprising, but it is a little bit disappointing to see, Joe Flacco ranked so low, you know, hopefully that he'll be better than Case Keenum, but in Madden, he is not going to be a very fun quarterback. I mean, you got guys like Lamar, uh, you got Lamar Jackson rated higher than him. Alex Smith, Nick Foles. I mean, 74 overall for Joe Flacco. Not great. He's one of the lowest rated uh, starting quarterbacks in the league and Case Keenum just a 73 overall. So hopefully Madden is wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, are you a big time Madden player? I used to be. Yeah, but not. That was when uh, the Broncos had Peyton Manning, and it was more fun. Yeah, I also really enjoyed playing with Tebow too. I'd get the like the options in there, and just everybody else would be passing the ball like crazy, and I would pass it maybe like twice and just run it the whole game, <laughs> like just just for fun. Yeah, I I played a buddy of mine in college, and he was not very good at Madden. But God, God bless him because he just he he hung in there. He didn't quit. But it was like eighty to nothing at halftime, and like every every single run I was doing, I was busting it off for like a touchdown. <laughs> but I can like audible. I mean, I'm not a. I wouldn't say I'm a great Madden player, but like people who are casual players don't like playing me because I'll see whatever type of formation you're in or whatever, and uh, just audible like crazy to get a get the right read. Right. Specifically in the passing game, Peyton Manning really was easy to take advantage of in that way. Right. But uh, I no. wouldn't say so much anymore. I'd rather bring back NCAA football, if we're being honest. Well, yeah, I would too. I think most people would. Yeah. But no, I, I just, like for me, if I'm being honest, if I got the game this upcoming year, I haven't decided one way or the other yet. I'd probably actually move Drew Locke to the starter and just play with him. Yeah. And Although just, he has worse arm strength. What is it? It's something not great. It's like an 87. Yeah, it's 87. And and I I get that. I just... You know, the the more exciting player, you hope that they're going to turn into something. I mean, I, I did the same thing with Paxton Lynch. 
I, I would put him in as a starter over Simeon because I'm just going, I know Simeon's not the future of this team. And not saying obviously Paxton Lynch wasn't either, but yeah, he at least stood a better chance of becoming that kind of player. Yeah. And and I just like the the young guys just get getting a chance to play with them and and build a team around them. And I, you and I are big time team building. I mean, that's why we started this podcast is is about our our love for team building and and really for Madden. A lot of times, it's not really the season that we care about; it's the off season that we care about. But yeah. so the idea of again just being able to build a team around around him would be a lot more enticing to me in playing the game of Madden. I, I do agree. Flacco being rated that low. I mean, it, he hasn't played great, so it's understandable. His grade's going to be a lot lower, but there, there's some other starters that you're just going, really? You How is his awareness guy? 77 overall? Like for being a veteran, he has lower awareness than Sam Darnold. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Did people watch Sam Darnold last year? Because there's some throws you're going, what are you doing, Sam? I mean, I, I'm a big Darnold fan. We, I think anybody that's listened to the show for a while know that. Also, but, the Matt Stafford disrespect is not acceptable. Yeah. 79 overall, rated equally with Marcus Mariota and behind Derek Carr and Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins. Get the hell out of here. Horrible. I get that he plays for the Lions and he's been in the shadow of Aaron Rodgers, but hell give me put Stafford on this Bronco team and we're going to the playoffs baby mm-hmm. I don't have a question about that I'm with you all right and I guess the, we should talk about Chubb um, 80th overall and this is honestly the one that peeves me off the most because you know 12 sack season 14 tackles for loss a lot of QB hits just really some dominant stretches there I would say the the third best rookie defensive rookie last season and you got him ranked 80th overall. I mean, maybe I'm being overreacting a little bit. If you put him at like an 84, I'd have no issue with it. But seeing Denzel Ward at an 88, I, what, what did Chubb do wrong? I, I don't get it. I'm with you. I mean, I know he doesn't have the best physical stats out there. Of, I mean, he didn't absolutely blow up the combine or anything like that. And, and he can sometimes be thought almost a little bit of an afterthought just because we have Von Miller. And I'm guessing that's a little bit of his knock is because, well, how much did Von Miller help him? And I'm kind of going, well, there's been a lot of other players that have been opposite Von Miller who haven't had seasons like Bradley Chubb just had. NFL players and teams are too good. I I do agree that there's some synergy there as far as the pass rush and everything like that, but you still got to get there quickly. I mean, especially with how fast guys are rushing the, are getting rid of the football today in offense. So I, I I don't know how you can take that away. He was really good last year. And if you can have Mac rated at a 99 overall as a power rusher at the edge, you can have Chubb at least rated at an 84. I, I yeah. don't get it at all. I'm it really, this is the one that upsets me the most because I mean, he's really good. And granted, there's a huge drop off in pass rushers after the, the big four, I would say in Donald Mac Miller and Watt, it goes all the way to from a 97 overall with Watt and Miller to a 92, but still, I mean, you got Joey Bosa in 88. That's a little bit low. Melvin Ingram at an 88. But I don't get it. I re- Bradley Chubb had a great season. If you're going to rake some rookies that had good seasons in like Barkley and Ward, who, by the way, were also not on great teams last year, I don't get how you're not going to rank uh, Bradley Chubb high. Right. Well, and even the, the defensive rookie of the year, they only gave him an 84 this last year. Darius yeah. Leonard. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get it. It's, Chubb at an 80 is the... The most disappointing thing. That's 80 is just a solid player. You know, like 
I would give Derek Wolf. I think Derek Wolf is an 80. You know, that's it. Oh, yeah, a solid starter. A guy, if he goes down, you're going to miss him. But is he a true franchise changer on that side of the ball? He, he's not. Not from his skill set, at least. Right. But Chubb is. So I, I just, I don't get that at all. Right. No, he should be at least ranked in 80, 85. I'm, I'm with you completely on that. I'm, I, I don't get that one either. I'm, I'm surprised a little bit of how close Juwan James and Garrett Bowles are ranked. <laughs> yeah, that's uh maybe I can make that trade in Madden. Maybe that'd be the reason to get the game. I'll just trade for Derwin James. <laughs> well, I was talking about Juwan James and Garrett Bowles. Oh, I thought you said Derwin James. Sorry, oh, sorry, I, I didn't emphasize there, but they have uh, Juwan James at 78, Garrett Bowles at 77. Yeah, not great. And I, I would say there's a little bit of a difference in how, what they've shown on the field, bigger than just one one overall score. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think that, but Bowles is a great athletic tester. That's true. So they, they do like their there. athletes. And I just switched gears here. I'm moving on, but I honestly was a little bit surprised how highly they rated Philip Lindsay. I'm, I'm happy about it. Don't get me wrong, but I think out of all the guys to be ranked that high for the Broncos, Philip Lindsay coming in at an 86 is not what I expected. The number I, I, I will say that, yeah, that number is a little higher than I thought it would be, but the speed number actually is a little bit lower than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh that's true. I just, I'm excited to use him, and you don't have to worry about him wearing down in real life <laughs> with that kind of thing going on. So that'll be good. But I don't know. I'm just surprised to see him super. I'm also surprised to see Emmanuel Sanders at an 88. You know, been a great player. Don't get me wrong in that regard. But that's that's pretty high for a guy who's coming off an Achilles injury. And, I mean, let's be honest, has been coming down a little bit, granted. How much of that is quarterback play? Right. That's definitely a great question. But uh, 88 overall is says to me, you know, top 10 player at your position, especially looking at these pass rushers. I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, that's again, there's their show to to veterans and just respecting what they've done on the field. It's kind of like you were talking with Richard Sherman that he probably hasn't shown it as much the last couple of years, but yet they still give him a lot of respect. And yeah. and then I'd also add, Madden always seems to have a love fest with wide receivers. Yeah, that's true. They're I mean, fantasy football fans, right? They are, and so I mean, there, there's not many 90 ratings in the game, or 90 and above. But wide receivers seems to own quite a few of them. Yeah, and so Emmanuel Sanders being up there a little bit doesn't completely shock me. There's other guys below him that I would definitely take. Like Juju Smith-Schuster, I, I would definitely take him right now over over Emmanuel Sanders, just what he's doing on the field. I mean, oh, yeah. there, there could be an argument last year that he was the best receiver for the Steelers last year. Up there. I mean, well, I mean, really, there, there's some stats that he outplayed Antonio Brown. Yeah, I mean, there's a big reason that Antonio Brown was trying to get his money and was having some issues there, and I think uh, – always respectful. I, I like Juju the guy, so I'll, I'll stand for him any day, but Juju's a big reason that I think they were more than happy to move on. Right. Cause he is, a, I mean, what is he 21 years old or 22 in his third year in the league? He's, he's something. Right. And so, yeah, so I, he, he's one I would have definitely ranked a little bit higher in the game. I would have given him at least a 90 with what he's done in, in the NFL. 
And uh, but like I said, they, they do definitely give a big bump to wide receivers. I mean, Tyreek Hill, he is that that 99 speed guy. They, they do have a, a couple of those here in the game. And and Tyreek Hill gets it. And so he was a 94 overall. I mean, that, that makes sense. He had a great season this last year for him. Uh, the, the guy that keeps getting another bump, just like Emmanuel Sanders, Julian Edelman. I, I still don't get how people keep talking about him being in a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. I, I don't think he's had close to that kind of career. No. By any means. But I mean, when when you're looking at how many wide receivers are backed up, and I do like that next year for the Hall of Fame, did you hear that they're gonna uh they're gonna bump it up how many players get in? To the hundred. Yep. Yep, that'll be good. I'm pulling for some uh some Broncos that have been overlooked over the years. So I mean that that'll be nice to to see that. But no, I mean Emmanuel Sanders getting an eighty eight. I think that is just again that overall career the guy's been just that a great weapon on the offense. Last year, I mean, the offense just fell apart when he got injured. And I'm, I'm really hoping that he can be back for week one because they absolutely need him on that that wide receiver core. With him, they look like a pretty good offensive skill set. Without him, there could be an argument that the Broncos maybe have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. Yep. No, you are, you are 100% correct, and it's a reason that uh, I'm very interested in next season's class. Obviously. Right. <laughs> I mean, th- this Madden ranking of wide receivers super high is just making me want to draft him more. Right? Like, you're just going to get somebody elite off the bat. There you go. <laughs> so, all right, a couple more guys that I didn't want to touch on here. The Broncos, they, they're a big fan of the, the two secondary pieces that they added. Kareem Jackson, 86 overall. The Broncos' fourth highest rated player. So, that should be a fun, interesting piece. And then the Broncos' sixth highest player, Bryce Callahan, at an 81 overall. I would say that Bradley Chubb should be ranked over both those guys, but you know, they're not asking me and they rated Jody Bosa like only an 88. So I, I don't know what they're exactly doing with pass rushers there, but that spells good news for the Broncos as far as defending this past the past this year. And just speaking from a video game slant, I hope they are more clever with how they kind of position these guys because cream Jackson's going to be, you know, the Malcolm Jenkins kind of role where he's both a nickelback, a boundary corner and a safety and I'm hoping that they are they allow some versatility with the coverage because I hate how like boxed in you are with where you can play players in Madden, at least the older Maddens. Yeah, uh, he's definitely. I mean, in real life, the Broncos are going to move him around like crazy. Yeah, and they should. Yeah, they, they definitely should. And Bryce Callahan, I'm interested to see how they use him this year because I think he's going to have a bigger role than what they they did at with with him at the Bears. So I think he's going to. Right, beyond nickel. I think he's going to have some time where he actually plays outside. Broncos have already been trying him there during OTAs and minicamp and everything. And so I think there are going to be times where they, they mix and match these guys on, on how they think they can, can, can play on the field. And, I mean, it, it sets up perfect because that's we, we talked about it in our episode of, of what Vic Fangio likes to do on defense and get guys in, in positive matchups and and really confuse a quarterback of who's playing where and what they're doing, who's coming, all those kind of things. And and so, yeah, I'm glad that they rated these guys this high. It really shows the Broncos go from, other than Chris Harris being in the secondary, they really had a terrible secondary last year. Yeah, it was not I great. Mean, it, don't, don't insult Justin Simmons like that. Okay. Well, <laughs> but even Justin Simmons had a down year. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, th- there was a lot of times where he was badly out of position Will Parks, he is a, a big-time try-hard guy that, I mean, he, he had a, a 
one of the biggest boosts I would say in the season um, compared to the year before. Yeah. I think he was one of the most improved players on the entire team. And I hope he can continue that trend because I think he's kind of been a, a forgotten man this whole entire off season. And there was some even talk that the, the coaching staff wasn't all that high on him until late in mini camp. And all of a sudden he started making some plays and now they're, they're talking about him. I mean, and, and, and it's obvious that they weren't all that high on him because of free agency. They were trying to get a strong safety. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see him maybe get that, that bump again this year and, and really show that, that he belongs, but it is kind of a, a, a secondary that's really shaping up well, that they've really rebuilt well and should give Von Miller and Bradley Chubb a few more opportunities. No, absolutely. Uh, any other Broncos here you want to talk about before we move on to the next topic? No, I mean, I think the rest of them pretty close. I, I thought Todd Davis maybe deserved to be a little bit higher, but yeah. he doesn't deserve to be over over a couple of the other guys that are at 80. So yeah. I guess I wouldn't give him too much of a bump. I, I was surprised at Jake Butt getting such a high ranking, 75. Yeah. That when, is surprising. I mean, he's had, what, played two games in his NFL career so far? Something like that. <laughs> so, I, I would definitely not have him rated higher than Noah Fant. But right. I wouldn't have Irv Smith Jr. rated higher than Noah Fant either. So what do I know? <laughs> he went to Bama, though. All right. Well, piss off. Right. <laughs> so that, that was one that kind of surprised me that it was already that high. Yeah. With what he's shown on the field or lack of showing on the field. But, and from uh, what I remember, the worst who, who's the lowest rated projected starter at tight end or, or just on the team? I, I'm not sure. I believe it was Josie Jewell at a cool 71, which is not not great, not not horrible, horrible, but not great. So we'll see. But all right, we're going to wrap up this section of the Broncos. We'll be right back, guys. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> All righty, and we are back on the building of the Broncos, and we're going to kind of go over this a little bit and some guys that we thought maybe deserved the 99 that didn't get it. And I wrote down three here, and Carl, I'll, I'll just go first. I'll re- read my guys off so that way you can't steal my guys before I can say them. So that way you don't look <laughs> smarter than me because I'm all about making myself look good and making you look bad. I appreciate that. Does. Yeah, Thank that's you. Good friends. I learned it from Eric. <laughs> uh, just, just kidding, Eric. I love you. Uh, but um, my guys that I thought really might have deserved that 99 overall – and I just picked three here. There's some other ones that I thought as well, but three that I would have rated 99 just based on this last season. And one of them would be David Bakatiari, the left tackle from the Green Bay Packers, played his football at the University of Colorado, and he's the best pass-blocking offensive lineman in football. He plays the tackle position, so he's very highly rated. And I know he's a 97, which is good, but I think he is just a special player and I mean, he's, he keeps up playing this level. He's on his way to Canton. I would say he's the best tackle since Joe Thomas. So I think it's about time that David Bakhtiari got some love. And I know when they released the the outline spray paint crap that was the 99 overall players being released, the last one there had big hair. So I had a feeling it was going to be Hopkins, but I was really hoping it would be David Bakhtiari. Turned out to be Hopkins, but I think Bakhtiari really deserves a shout-out. Another guy who deserves a shout-out, Fletcher Cox. I mean, if it wasn't for Aaron Donald just being the freak of freaks, then Fletcher Cox would get more love. I think he is the the straw that stirs the drink for that Eagles defense. His ability to power and power rush the the passer in that defensive line makes everything else go. And he is he's really damn good. I think that if Aaron Donald didn't exist, you'd probably look at Cox at a more 
brighter light, you know, better view, viewpoint because Aaron Donald's doing stuff that just makes it unfair to compare him to. But Cox is really, really good in his own right. And I think he might have deserved it as well. I mean, he's, I mean, he was dominant in that Super Bowl. Just, just such a great player. And then finally, the last guy that I have here, I know he's just coming off one year, but I think he's already the best running back in football. And that's Saquon Barkley. What he can do in the, the pass game, the run game, his athleticism, his ability to run between the tackles, but also outside the tackles. I mean, just put his speed, agility, acceleration, moves, everything at a 99 and just go be a joystick because he's, I mean, he's got it all. He's a freak. So those would be my three. There are obviously some other ones as well. I mean, obviously, I didn't, Von, I'd have Von Miller at 99. Also, hell, put Chubb at 99. That's probably what I'll do if I get the game. Just screw it. Just to <laughs> give a finger to the man. Deserve it. Yeah, right. He's he's my dude. But uh, those are the three that I think probably deserve the to be highlighted, and I would have them at 99 outside of Von Miller, obviously. Okay. Very, very good list. I mean, it's hard to argue with any of those. Uh, I mean, couple guys that I would maybe say if we're just going off of last year and what they showed, Patrick Mahomes does deserve it. I, I know, Ugh. I know we talked that no quarterback deserved it and, and he needs to prove it more than one season, but it was a special season last year. Okay. I got to bring this up. Cause I was going to bring it up earlier and I pulled it up last year. Patrick Mahomes had a great year, but football outsiders does believe that he's in for regression because his adjustable interceptions was tied for the highest in the league. They had a lot of opportunities and passes where they thought it was not a great decision or defenders just flat out dropped interceptions and him along with Sam Darnold. So Patrick Mahomes only threw 12 interceptions last year, but football outsiders says that his adjusted interception ratio based on how they charted the passes should have been 21. So I think, I think there's a chance for some regression this year. Oh, and I do too. I'm saying if I'm just going off of last year and some of the things that he showed, and I agree. There, there were a lot of throws. I remember. I think it was their first game against the Chargers. Oh yeah, they should have. There won. was like there was like one drive where the Chargers dropped three interceptions. Yeah, that was just one drive, and there's like five other times throughout the game where they had hands on the ball and dropped every single one of them. And that was during his stretch where he had zero interceptions to start the season. Everybody's going, oh my gosh, this guy is just amazing. And I'm going, because everybody keeps dropping the football. So, I I mean, I guess I'm fighting my own argument here a little bit. But then again, you look at some of the other passes that he did. And I hate to bring up the left-handed throw against the Broncos, but you had the no-look pass. You had just some things that you didn't see any other quarterback in the league doing. I'm not saying that other quarterbacks can't do it. I'm just saying that he was doing things that nobody else in the league was doing last year. And when you're talking about most important position and, and what he brings to the table, I mean, I, <laughs> I I would trade every player on the Broncos right now to be able to have Patrick Mahomes on the Broncos. Oh, I hate it because it's true. It is true. And, I mean, he, he seems like a very likable guy. That, just, that shouldn't factor into the grade or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, really, we're, we're talking about the MVP and him not being a 99 and I mean, he's athletic. I mean, he's not out there doing Lamar Jackson kind of things, but he's doing things to make guys miss, to, to make plays last longer. And I think that's going to be some of the regression as well as how teams rush him this year is going to be a little bit different where it makes him a little more uncomfortable having to stay in the pocket and do some things. But he's a guy that I would definitely say it, he could be on his way to that, that kind of ranking beyond him. I mean, J.J. Watt, I was very impressed with his season this last year. Yeah, Really got back to form of, of being that, 
the defensive player of the year kind of guy. And I, I just, I was, I was very, very impressed with his season. I, I mean, he's not as good as a couple of those other guys that we've already talked about, but I mean, 16 sacks this last year. That's pretty darn good for a guy that hadn't played the last two years hardly at all because of injuries. And then he steps back on the field and he's right back there to looking like that guy. And and really, it, you, you said it with Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. If Aaron Donald's not there, I think Fletcher Cox and J.J. Watt are just getting, I mean, just being talked about like crazy for the season that they had. I mean, really, you could say that J.J. Watt had a better season than Von Miller. Yeah. I mean, 18 tackles for loss, that's better than Von Miller. 61 tackles, that's better than Von Miller. 16 sacks, that's better than Von Miller. Forced fumbles, he beat Khalil Mack and, and Von Miller. Quarterback hits, he beat Khalil Mack and was only one behind Von Miller. So, I mean, he's right there with those two guys of of being in the talks of a defensive end, edge guy, but also being able to jump into the interior he definitely deserves to be right on the edge there of that 99. But those would be my two extra that I would add. The rest of them, I'm not really liking moving up. Uh, I mean, Antonio Brown, again, like I said, he's one of the 98s, Julio Jones as well. Both those guys had good seasons, but I just, there's a lot of wide receivers that had good seasons. What about Zach Martin? Do what? What about like Zach Martin? He was one of my other guys that I was thinking about. Okay. Me too. <laughs> I mean, those interior offensive linemen, they don't get the credit that they deserve. I mean, they're having to go. I mean, you look at the switch in the NFL. It's, I mean, the edge guys get a lot of attention, but you're starting to notice these interior guys get a lot of attention. I mean, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, Fletcher Cox. I mean, who was it that just got paid today? Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett just got paid $17 million a year. So they're starting to really get their due. And so that means then those interior guys are being put under a lot more pressure than, than they've ever been before in this league. And so when you got a guy that, that can actually hold up like Zach Martin and really be a dominant force on the interior, yeah, he definitely deserves to, to get a lot more recognition than he has been. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He was one that I was debating as well so and maybe as as terrible as it is say with Gronk retiring Travis Kelsey because he is a two-way player very good I mean Odell Beckham a freak player so we'll see I don't know it's these will fluctuate a lot and I do like that Madden with the new system they do adjust their rankings accordingly so this will only last for a bit so we'll see but all right well I think that's going to wrap up this first episode we're recording today of building the Broncos powered by overtime media you can find Carl on Twitter at Carl Delmer MHH and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Make sure you head on over to Mile High Huddle, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital, to find more content covering the Denver Broncos. Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a comment, as your support can help us continue to bring you our Denver Bronco deep dives. You can follow the Building the Broncos podcast and all other great audio content by subscribing to the Huddle Up podcast wherever you listen to your shows. You can follow us on Twitter, at Mile High Huddle, and at BTB Football Pod. For Carl, I'm Nick wrapping up an episode of the Building the Broncos podcast. We hope you all enjoyed it, and we will see you guys soon. Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. 